When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm James Deacon and welcome to Desert Island Dicks, the show that sees you marooned on a desert island after a plane crash with the worst people and worst things imaginable. Who they are and why they are a dick is up to you. And here to share their Desert Island Dicks with us today is comedian and writer Tanya Edwards. Hello. How are you, Tanya? I'm very well, thank you. Great. Well, thank you very much I'm for coming I'm a bit depressed in. that I'm falling out of an aeroplane onto an island with people I don't like, but otherwise I'm in excellent form. I, uh, I will apologise for putting you in that scenario, but I appreciate you coming to share who you might be stuck with on that island with me. Uh, who are you, Who's going to be your first choice? Bear Grylls. Bear Grylls? Yeah, just because I know that he knows how to get off that island and that's the first thing he's going to do. So he's actually the person I don't hate, but he's immediately left me and he's just swum off ah, into the okay. ocean ostensibly to find help if he can be bothered when he gets to a boutique hotel that he's relaxing in. So in this scenario... He's got there and he's like, I'm off. And he's just gone. He's like, don't worry, guys, I'll come back for you all. And he just literally dives into the sea and scoots off. And I just watch him bitterly depart. <laughs> okay. And I know, because I used to watch Beggle. I used to work at the Discovery Channel writing EPGs, you know, the bit that describes the show. Mm. I used to try and see how many rude words I could get past Sky and... <laughs> I used to watch a lot of Bear Grylls and I'm telling you he would not last on that island for 28 seconds he would have already disappeared and he might have the, the kindness to make us a small I don't even think he'd make us a shelter he'd be that confident he'd be back in 20 minutes which he wouldn't be because he'd invariably have an adventure that would turn into another television series Do you, th- you don't think he would help you to get off there as well? I think that he would be leaving to be on a mission to come back and rescue us Ah, okay, I see But he would leave me with two totally incompetent people that I loathe mm. who we'll get to shortly Okay and and I, Bergwell is not my favourite person, but he is the person I would like to stay with me, and he's already gone. It's a disaster. So he's not even the worst per- possible person you could be stuck with. Bears there. Because- he is because you don't actually want to be abandoned, do you, on an island? You want no. someone to help you. You don't yeah. want someone to rescue you tomorrow. Could you not convince Bear to like teach you some survival skills? Well, I'm trying to, but he's already in the ocean. He's already waving, off. waving from a distance. Slaughtering a seal out to, uh, to live to inside. Sea. Yeah, did you ever see that? You yeah, climbed he did. into one of those animals. I don't know what it was. I can't I remember. Was it a seal? It's to stay warm, right inside. Yeah, him. so he's eating a nice hot meal of seal fat somewhere, and he's <laughs> snuggling up in its skin. And then he's... But he's going to come back and save you. Yeah, he's not though. He's not. I'll be, I'll be dead by then. So his intentions. Do you think in the back of his mind he knows that he's never going to get back to you? But I he... think he's over the whole, the whole. Um, experience of being on an island and so he's just cracking on with with himself and then he'll come back but he it will be too late by then and everyone will be dead but that will be another series in itself looking for the body parts oh, <laughs> oh i feel bitter if you break it down into parts it's a separate series we should pitch this <laughs> this is quite good yeah like it's it. a sort of columbo yeah. forward slash survival yeah and you can recreate his amazing journey from the island and then his 
his recovery of each bit of the body and his piecing together of the stories of the final moments and uh, he get he could get a proper probably three or four series out of it actually and um, it's so hopeless this story but not for bear for bears, fine. Yeah, it's crazy. Because he's going to he's going to uh, pitch a series where he comes back to find the body. Yeah. To find the people. To find the people. So mm. he's going to do everything right, and also he probably will find one of us alive. Mm. The most annoying one, which won't be me, because I'm in charge of who's the most annoying, and I've You've already chosen the more annoying it. people. <laughs> I feel like this is going to build. I'm very interested <laughs> to hear how this is going to go. Okay, Bear Grylls. Who's going to be a second choice? Marco Pierre White's son. Marco Pierre White's son. Now, I know that he's got a couple, but they're always described as his sons, and I don't know which one's which. It's like Anton Deck, but <laughs> it's the one with all the tattoos. And I've, I, by the way, I've realised, ah. as I was thinking about this, I mm. realised that I don't actually um, find many people annoying because I don't have to listen to them. Like, I don't have to watch television. I don't have to right. browse Twitter. Uh-huh. I don't have to do anything. But he's popped up, and he's popped up because of, after that Parsons Green attempt, he did the controversial tweet... No, no, I don't know anything oh, okay. about this, so, so please, yeah. So firstly, he's the son. He's mm-hmm. a very good-looking boy, but he's got all the tattoos all over his face. OK. I, and yeah. I, I'm sure it's partially because everyone calls him Marco Pierre White's son, which must be irritating. He wants his own thing. He wants his own thing, and it's not helping. But he's he's working on it. But after the bars and screen attack, <laughs> I'm sure he's a very nice guy as well, which would irritate me to find out, but... After the Parsons Green attack, he said, rich people just don't die. You know, it was like a quip about not having to get the tube. OK. And and then he deleted it or something in some kind of controversy that I was not engaged in. But I just remembered it when I was trying to think of someone I wouldn't like to be on the island with because I thought, when I am dying on this island, I bet he's going to go, it's, it's really sad, man. It's like rich people just don't die and he's just going to be watching me foaming at the mouth. And Bear's already abandoned me and he's going to be proven right in his entire philosophy of life. And he's probably the one that's going to be saved by Bear mm. of all the injustices. Okay, yeah. And... And I just know that he's... And I also think he's probably going to have a story for each one of the tattoos on his entire oh, body. No, no. And, and I don't, don't want to hear any of those stories. Mm-hmm. And I have a son. Mm-hmm. He's a baby. And the idea of him ruining his beautiful, pristine, perfect skin with his own idea of art is so distressing. And I, so I'm already becoming the kind of person that I hate. I can't stop thinking about the tattoos. I, mm. I'm invariably, I'm commenting them already. We've got other things to worry about. And all I want to know <laughs> is why he's done this to himself but I don't know, want to know any of the stories of the no. actual <laughs> drawings and so unless I can control myself I'm going to hear all the stories and I won't be able to control myself so I'll both be the person that I hate listening to the person I hate and then he'll say rich people just don't die man while I'm <laughs> while I'm, while I'm su- suffering what a comment to make it's so bizarre isn't it where did well, that I, come from he just meant that he didn't have to get the tube I right. think it was I'm, by the way I think people have said much worse things and mm. I really don't care mm-hmm. I just don't want him to say it to me I used to ride a bike through London and I used to um, twice I got stopped at the same roundabout being heckled by an ambulance driver why is that he'd heckle me out the window like if you don't wear a helmet I'll be scraping you off the road soon and he heckled me the second time and we realised it was me again and him again <laughs> it was a horrible moment and I did you have actually, an exchange? Or? No, but I started wearing a helmet after that because I thought what I don't want is to be dying on this road and him saying, oh, I told you so. <laughs> and and I have that feeling about Michael Pierre White's son. He's just going to be saying, oh, I told you, man. Rich people don't die. Oh. I love how you've thrown a man in there. Is there a man in his original? I don't know. I've never heard him speak. I know that he had sex on some TV show. 
Oh, like no. Big Brother or something. I don't know. I Googled him trying to find out his name, but I couldn't find it because everyone just calls him Marco Pino White's son. Because <laughs> he has nothing going on. I know on. he was on some kind of reality show and talked about having sex with lots of prostitutes or something, whatever. Who cares? And also, the other thing is, I really don't think you should be irritated by anyone. I've got nothing. I have no beef with this guy. I'm sure no. he's. I've never used that phrase before. It didn't suit no, me at no, all. No, no. In fact, it's really. Feel out of character, really and good. I don't know you well at all. No, I, I, I know. I feel really uncomfortable. I don't know what to do about that. You see, I'm already out of my. I don't even know myself anymore just talking about him i've judged you basically just on that and now i i feel like i know you somewhat yeah mm. i've got did i actually say i've got no beef That's you did quite yeah. extraordinary no beef no lamb no chicken nothing okay, yeah. um yeah so anyway i don't want to be on the island with him so mark up here what it's on yes he definitely wouldn't be able to do anything because he doesn't do anything right. and i don't do anything either by the way i tell jokes so mm. between the two of us absolutely useless and without bear you and know. without bear <clears throat> Okay, who's going to be a third choice for your own? Now, I don't know the names of any of the specific people that do this, but anyone that believes in a trigger warning. Okay, so the trigger warnings are... So this is when you think a book of, like, a mm. book of literature, I was about to say. You know, a book. And uh, <laughs> for those people out there that don't know what a book is, it's a sort of literature thing. Um, so it's for people that think that you need to have a trigger warning with a book, which basically mm. means you have to express to someone in advance of reading a novel mm. that it might be distressing to them or trigger some kind of unhappy memory in some fashion or other. And they're hugely long reasons for inserting basically your name into a great classic, which I think is an absolute cheek. Okay. And it, it's all part of this general emphasis on the opinion of the reader or the character of the writer instead mm. of the actual content. And I think it's because yeah. it's a shortcut. I think it's because it's easier to think about yourself and what's happened to you in the last week mm -hmm. or to find out, you know, whether or not the person that wrote a book was nice to her husband okay. than it is to actually read the book because books are long. And, okay. and it, for me, it's a kind of really nasty evolution of original censorship. But it's worse because it's righteous. Okay. And there's nothing I like less than a righteous censor. And I know that I'm going to get really upset trying to argue my point with a trigger warnings person. And then Marco Pierre White's son is just going to be there. Put some context, though. I feel like, how is this argument going to go with a trigger warnings person? So they're going to say... <laughs> um, they're going to say... I don't know. I'm going to say something to Marco Pierre White, like... Some. Son, yeah, because Marco Pierre's not there, which is such a shame because he's a wonderful cook, isn't he? Is yeah, that what he great. does? Yeah, he'd be able to make you some nice Oh, he'd be food. making lovely fish. It's all gone mm. wrong. I've lost Bear, I've lost the dad. <laughs> just with the, the son who's got nothing to say for himself. The other person is going, I'm going to have one book. Mm. You didn't give me a book, but I've got one. Mm. And the trigger warnings person is going to explain why I can't read it because they're going to have something triggered if I do. No, you're right. It doesn't make sense. Why are they there no platforming me? I don't know. But they're the people that I don't like, the people that think that you shouldn't read stuff. Okay. so don't There's loads of them. It's a huge thing at the moment. Don't put people off reading. No, I think that, exactly. Mm, okay. You don't need that. No. If anything, people need more encouragement. Yeah, and also you're supposed to learn, aren't you? Hmm. And you're supposed to... And also, if you don't want to read, just don't read. But don't think that a book is about you. A book is about someone else's labour. Yeah. An opinion, which might be crap, but you don't have to read it. But you certainly don't have to be prepared to read it. Sure. Either get prepared in your own life mm. or don't read it. But don't think that a course has to be changed so that you can read something in a safe space. It's like putting like... Um, like I don't believe in safe spaces. 
spot, which is handy, is I'm on a desert island waiting to die. Yeah, with the worst people that you can... Yeah, they're not going to help me, that's the point. The trigger mm. warnings person is in deep trauma because mm. they couldn't even read Robinson Crusoe in case something bad happened when they read the book. They right. know nothing. Okay. That's how it comes up. Like uh, that, I've just worked out a way around my bad choice. Okay. I just didn't want to, I just couldn't think of any dicks, to be honest. But, okay. But I, I've got one. Mm. And I've said, has anyone read a book about anything? It turns out Marco Pierre White's son has never read a book, and the trigger warnings person couldn't read any of the books about island living because they found them too traumatic. I said, oh, you haven't read a book. That's quite good because, you know, something bad could happen in a book. Yeah, right, and now okay. it is happening, and I just never read those island-based books because it's not my cup of tea, because I don't want to be on an island, and I don't want to imagine that I'm on an island. So between <laughs> the three of us, we've got no information. Okay, yeah. so All for reasons that I find objectionable. All right, I feel like we've cleared everything and nothing up in that, in yes. that part. I'm here with two, with two people I don't like. Mm, okay, because Baird left One you. whose name I don't know, and the other person who's... I don't even know what gender they are, or what their job is, or what they... What I mean, how do you even define people? I don't know what they look like. At least I know what the sun looks like. Yes. I can picture him. By specific... By his... Um... By the tattoos I don't want my son to have. Yeah, OK. <laughs> Trigger warnings, people. That becomes your third choice for your Desert Island Dicks. Yes. Uh, Tanya. Now, mercifully, among the wreckage of the plane, there was some food and drink left over. Unfortunately for you, it's your least favourite food and drink in the world. What are they and why are they so bad? It's a McDonald's burger and a pint of cider. Okay, so if we pick uh, the McDonald's burger first off, why the McDonald's burger? Just can't think of anything more repulsive. <laughs> Never eaten <laughs> a McDonald's burger in my life. Okay. I have had a chicken burger as a child. Okay. The smell. I could. I can't even use a toilet in McDonald's because of the smell. Of McDonald's, okay, yeah. It's so obnoxious and poisonous and it's everything that's repulsive and none of it's real. I mean, no. I'm sure it is real. I don't want you to get sued by McDonald's, but it doesn't look real and it doesn't smell real and it's in packaging. Mm. So we're on this pristine island. The only nice thing about it is that it's not been ruined, I'm assuming. It's a nice island. Mm. Well, it's a desert and island. now so it's, it's got be... McDonald's wrappers on it. Okay, yeah. Just gross. Mm. Also, I might be hungry and I... It would make me upset if I ate a McDonald's burger. Okay. Does it does it repulse you the idea of eating? Absolutely. I don't think I could do it. Just in that circumstance, you you but you really need calories. But I've only just landed, and I think I'm going to find a fish. I'm still deluded. Yeah. Bear's okay. still there. He hasn't swum off yet. Okay, but he has. As the sun's gobbling up the burger because he's right. Okay. He, he's a rebel. He's, he's all over he's it. He's always rebelling against his father's excellent cooking. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. Um, I mean, yeah, McDonald's burger. There is something about a McDonald's burger that just isn't right, you know? It's everything. And I know they say in the adverts now, they're like, oh, you know, it's 100% British beef. It may be, but is it a good bit of the beef? You yeah, know, which, which part? It Mind may... you, you should use all of it, so thank God for McDonald's making, oh, yeah. making use of the of the trotters. I don't think you call it trotters when it's a cow, do you? What's it? Hoofs. Hoofs, yeah, yeah the lo- hoofs. Bloody lovely hoof burger. That's why you have to put all those chemicals <laughs> over the top to, to take away the smell of foot. And the <laughs> Actually, that's made me much more positive about the burger because I think that's a great use of, of the, the bits. Yeah. Great. Oh, wonderful. I feel more positive about, about you having a burger later. 
Okay, McDonald's burgers. We did have someone on this podcast recently that said at McDonald's they've got this um, rating system where they rate their own McDonald's, right? It goes from sort of poor to excellent, but they always keep it average. And when they rate their own McDonald's and they go and assess everything, it has to stay average because they don't want any McDonald's to stand out from any other one. Well, because it would interfere with the brand. Yeah, well, you're really selling McDonald's to me. You're doing quite a good job. Really? You're suggesting that they've got quality control, that they quality use all, con- yeah, that's they it, use quality all control. of the bits yeah. that shouldn't be used. <laughs> okay, yeah. These are all quite positive things. They're not going to tell me that they recycle soon and that they plant rainforests for every cow that they kill. I have no idea. I imagine they're not doing that. I, I don't, don't know. So, Who knows? Okay, McDonald's burger goes there. And the drink choice was a cider. Yes, because a cider looks from a distance like a delicious pint of lager. Mm. I mean, there's <laughs> nothing I like more than a pint of lager. And mm. I know that I would be on that <laughs> and then as I took it to my lips I would smell the grim scent of urine oh, and right, I'd know because okay. that's what a cider smells like to me piss right okay and I'd like oh no it's a cider and if I tasted it it would taste even worse than the smell I don't know if anyone's tasted cider but it's really rank I have made the mistake of sipping a cider thinking it was my lager when I've got the drinks around the wrong way Right. and I think there's nothing more delicious than a lager mm. so just to see what I want so much but it's not what I want at all right okay yeah. I feel so sad just thinking about it have you never enjoyed a cider? no really? never enjoyed a cup of tea either really? what do you drink? coffee, water coffee. or lager All right. and you never enjoyed a tea? I do you like wine Okay, right, okay, yeah. But I couldn't think of a drink that looked like wine that would be obnoxious to me. But arguably on the island, you know, uh, maybe a sweet cider would be nice, no? No, absolutely not. What if it was cold? Maybe a cider lolly. Okay. Even that would be vile because it would eventually melt and smell like cider. So it's specifically, it sounds like cider sort of posing as... Lager. Lager. Delicious. False hope. lager. In a potential lager. Yeah, so tragic. I'm getting the idea that you... I'm getting a picture that you quite like a lager. I love a lager. Do you? Yeah, I'm actually, actually really making me thirsty. For a lager? Yeah. Okay, all right, cider. You, so you've accidentally drank a cider. What does it taste like? Because I know that it doesn't taste like urine, so... It smells like piss, and you do taste smell. Mm. Um. So I feel like I've at least had a sort of approximate experience of tasting piss, which is something that is not on my wish list of things to do. But it's quite sweet. It's very sweet, but it's also got a nasty tang. Okay. It's like, and I love an apple tizer, and I love an apple. Ah. So I don't know how they've managed to take yeah. a beautiful fruit, make it look like a beautiful drink, yeah. and then it tastes like cider. Let's get it so wrong. Oh, it's like the juxtaposition of two fantastic things. Okay, <laughs> And it's vile. Okay. Cider. I'm probably getting too into this. No, it's good. I feel very upset about the cider. Right, because you're stuck with cider. And also it's just, it's not even spilled. It's just there. Maybe we could cook something, but none of us know how to cook, do we? Right, okay. Between you, you have no idea how to cook. One person's been too busy waving a placard outside every literature class on campus. (laughs) One person's been too busy having fun on a yacht. And then I've, (laughs) I just hate cooking. Okay. That's a good thing, though. I don't know how to make fire and I wouldn't have to cook. I just, I'd, what would you eat then? Raw fish, I guess. Mm, you'd you'd have, have to. You'd have to catch the fish, though, don't you? Coconuts, potentially. Coconuts? Oh, you're making me like this island. I love a coconut. Right, yeah. Oh, I can drink lovely coconut water. Can you ferment coconut water to make a lager? That's the next one. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> how do you make your own I Malibu? Don't, I, don't I, I, I don't you can. I haven't had a Malibu for about... 
Like, I can't, how old am I pretending to be? I haven't had a Malibu for years. <laughs> how old am I pretending to be? Yeah. Okay. For some years. For some years. Not... I, I remember it being nice when I was <clears throat> a child. Okay, yeah. I wouldn't want a Malibu tonight. I fancy, I still fancy a lager. So okay. I've, myself a, I've made myself Taste parched. for a lager. <laughs> All right, a cider is going to be your drink choice. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Tanya, fortunately for you, you won't be without entertainment on the island. The plane's entertainment system continues to work, but just to your luck, it only has two working settings. One is your least favourite film of all time, and the other, your least favourite song. What are they, and why are they so bad? Well, now, this is something. I don't really watch much television. OK. I, and I, I, I really do think films are amazing, mm. but I just don't really watch them. And I try and motivate myself to watch them, but I can't really. Like, I walked past the poster the other day of Jack Gyllenhaal with one leg and I just thought oh look it's Jack Gyllenhaal pretending to have lost a leg and I just can't get Jake, into the idea Jake, of it Jake Gyllenhaal Jake is that have I got his name wrong <laughs> Jake yeah that's the one the well, lovely looking one who pretended to be a rabbit yes well, did he pretend- well you know there was a rabbit and something uh, Donnie Darko I saw that yeah. film <laughs> okay. but anyway now he's who he is very famous guy whose name I got wrong and he's pretending to not have a leg or a bit of it's missing or something I, I mean, the point is I can't suspend my disbelief mm. it's like having to watch Angelina and Jolie and Brad Pitt pretending to do something like that. You're not going to, because you know who they are. Right, yeah. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is, I couldn't think of a film I hate because I haven't bothered to watch any. Um, But I really, really thought about this a lot. Mm. And I thought the film I'll have is Breaking the Waves. Yeah, okay. Now, this is an absolutely beautiful film. Okay, explain um, for the listener. Oh, explain for me. I haven't seen it. So. Well, I don't want to ruin it in case you want to go home and watch it, which I don't think you should. Because, but I, who am I to give a, any kind of um, censor? But I um, first, it stars Emily Watson, and she's absolutely incredible in this mm-hmm. film. And try to tell the story, and then people can just pause this bit if they don't want to hear what happens at the end. Okay, yeah. Is that okay? Yeah, please do. There might yeah. be film fans that are really excited about this. No, I'd love to hear it, so please do, yeah. Okay, so basically, Emily Watson is married to this beautiful guy who works on an oil rig. Okay. And he has a ter- some kind of terrible accent, accident. Mm. I haven't known, he might have had a terrible accent too, I can't remember that bit, but I haven't watched this film since I was, for like 15 years, okay. whenever it came out, 20 years ago, right. 15 years ago, mm-hmm. whenever it came out, I watched it. Anyway, so this guy, this is as I remember it, he has this accident on this oil rig and he's in hospital in a coma. And or he's he comes through the coma and he manages to chat to her. Right. Yeah, that's what happened. So she's in the hospital and she's madly in love with him. She's a bit simple, this girl. Or she's very innocent. Mm. She's simple in the purest word of it. They live in a very small island in Scotland, out in the middle of nowhere near the oil rigs. That's why they're mm-hmm. there. They haven't, mm. they haven't zipped up from London. Anyway, it's not the point. The point is that she goes in to see him in the hospital and he basically he thinks he's going to be paralysed and he. He doesn't want her to sacrifice herself for him. He's, so he suggests that she takes a lover. But it's only because he's feeling inadequate and he wants her to... And she misunderstands. She thinks that if she takes a lover, hmm. then it's going to restore him. So she's, it's like a mistake. Ah. So she keeps having sex with all these different people. Right, OK. And, um, and he's not getting better. And people try to save her, but she's convinced that this is... Her sacrifice of herself is going to save the man she loves. And then eventually she's brutally assaulted by 
many, many people on some boat that's offshore. And she's in hospital too. It's been really gruesome. Yeah, it has, yeah. I'm and she's, s- she's been taken eyed. into intensive care. And she sees her friend, who's a mutual friend of her and her husband, and she asks her friend, oh, and she asks her friend um, if he's all right, and it turns out he's not all right at all. So she knows that it was all for nothing, and she says it was all for nothing, and then she dies. And then her what? husband's totally fine. He just literally gets wakes up from his coma the next day, he walks out of the hospital, he's okay. And I've been thinking about this, and I thought maybe it's because she had to make the total sacrifice, even of her faith, for him to be restored. But she died thinking her suffering was utterly pointless and that he was gone and then she died after being gang I cried for about three days after I saw that film then I was depressed about it for about five years and I'm really oh I can tell you're quite upset talking about it now and it's a long time ago it was a very well acted film but I would hate to I don't ever want to see that film again you'd have oh my god but it was very good I feel like quite that's quite a horrific story Imagine having to... Well, don't, you don't have to if you don't want to. I feel quite bad. But if you had to watch that every day or all the time and that's your only thing... Well, I, th- I can see thinking about it, which I haven't been able to do for so long. I think maybe it's supposed to be some kind of religious sacrifice and the religious sacrifice has to be the total sacrifice. But I don't think it's supposed to be a sacrifice of faith as well. Mm. It was so effing sad. And Wow, Okay. I've probably forgotten some key details here, but I'm afraid I'm not going to go back and watch it to check my facts. But that, that's the gist of that's it. That's the gist. And it's by the same guy that did um, The Dancer in the Dark thing with Bjork. Oh, but right. I didn't think that was any good, that film. That was too... Oh, no. This was the greatest but most horrific film. There's other really sad films like Carlito's Way, but this yeah. was a different level of sad because it took away faith yeah. and purpose. What a joyless pig. It's so, like that. D- it's so dark. It's really dark. Because she would have happily died if she'd known that he was okay. Yeah. She just died miserable. Seems a bit much, really. Okay. Wow. So, would you recommend or not recommend that people watch this film? Would you say well, that not now? Because I've totally no. ruined it for you by telling you what happens, which yes. means it's not actually going to have the same impact on you, sure. which would make it a probably a less unpleasant watch, mm. but also pointless. Okay. So I'm afraid that if you listen to my description, you should now not bother watching it. But if you were smart enough to have paused and you've skipped forward to this bit, then by all means, go ahead, watch it. And um, good luck with that. Okay. Breaking the waves. Wow. I mean, I'm intrigued, but I don't know if I want that amount of sadness to enter my life at this point. Well, it, it has now, and just in a really rubbish version. It's like listening to someone tell you a joke that they sort of remember. They never remember all the details, do they? And then it's an unfunny joke, and they're still laughing at it hilariously because they, they can remember how it was supposed to be. They just can't repeat it. So I've kind of ruined the film. I've ruined it now. I'm glad you told me about it, but I'm also really glad it's over. Yes. Until I edit this, and then I have to relive it. Fine. Yeah. Okay, all right, Breaking the Waves is going to be a film choice, and what's going to be your song choice? Well, this I struggled with, actually. I think um, any right. kind of Irish organ music, my wonderful, right. my stepfather, wonderful man, he absolutely loves that. Or he loves Irish music, and he loves the really bizarre... He's never happier than sitting at home with a cider, actually, and a jazz encyclopedia. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, right, he's, been, okay. he's been binned twice on this show. Right, and, um, yeah. But he likes the, the really smart music that's just just almost like music, but it's kind of weird. Irish organ music. Yeah, it's a, this sort of reedy organ sound. So it's like a, a lovely music, but it's got that horrible organ noise. Right. Or yeah. 
And then I thought, well, that's I could probably learn to understand what that music is because mm. I'm obviously just not intellectually at a level of <laughs> yeah. musical understanding where I get it. But yeah. I imagine if I was on a desert island, I could really get into it. Yeah, you'd have I a spent, lot of time on your hands. Yeah, so, and it's yeah. kind of... And it's, you know, it'd be better than watching that film. And mm. so maybe I'd understand that. So I think I'd suffer more if it was that Josh Winks track. Josh Winks track? Yeah, it was the track that everyone used to listen to when you were raving. What's it called? I can't remember. Josh Winks. There's Josh only Wink? like one famous Josh Winks track. Right, okay. And I think that that would probably be more irritating to me because even if you had to listen to a terrible piece of music on a desert island, if you didn't know it, it would just be nice to hear a piece of music. It would take you a long time to realise how awful it was. But I know that this isn't a great tune. And I know that I've already been through the thing of thinking it was an okay tune. Right. And then realising it's just a really irritating tune. So now right. I'm remembering how irritating it is. And I'm telling you, guaranteeing that Trigger Warning Person and Marco Pierre Whiteson are really dancing out to this and having a great time. So right. I'm really now the person that I hate. I'm trying to argue about something that no one else is arguing about because we're not on campus. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to tell someone that they shouldn't have fun or their own tattoos, which is completely preposterous, while they're having a party and yeah. trying to make the best of things. Yeah. So now I'm the loans, loathsome creature in the corner, just angry and watching Breaking the Waves and weeping. <laughs> I'm I'm the dip, I'm the dick now. Yeah. That's what's happened. Well, I was going to say you have made yourself this person. <laughs> this yeah. was all you're doing. Well, you told me I had to invite people I didn't like. It could have been a really wonderful, positive experience. I could have gone there with my son and my husband and started a brave new world. Yeah, but you could have picked people that spit in the street. You could have picked. It's up to you. Yeah, you can't be irritated by someone who spits in the street on a desert island because there's that's no street true. to spit on. It's that's very true, actually. I mean, who's going to? crawl through the sand looking for some non-yet-dried... Spittle. Spittle. It'd be a bit... Okay. Oh, well, that, you've cheered me up, actually. I haven't got... I haven't I haven't sunk to the total bottom yet. <laughs> I'm only halfway down. Let me... Um, do you mind if I just check this song? Just have, no, a, just have a quick listen. Let's see if it's the right one. Hi, is it called Higher State of Consciousness, potentially? Possibly, yeah. OK, all right. Let's 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 see. Let's see what comes out. And just to check that this is the right song, because... I'm going to put a little bit of it into this. Okay. Is this it? Yes. Yeah, is this it? Okay. This is the build-up where everyone's marching on the spot, to making a box, tearing it up. Yeah, making <laughs> tearing it up. <laughs> Trying to make sure that they don't get any beef with each other. Yeah, the other two are really going for it right now. They know that Bear's on his way back. They're confident they're going to live. They're not watching that this. film because okay. they've decided it's too distressing <laughs> for them. And it's just me weeping and feeling bleak in the corner. What's your first memory of that song? Um, I don't really remember, but I'm, I know it's from Long Nights Spent in Dark warehouses did you did you spend a lot of long nights in dark warehouses i i had a misspent youth yes did you oh we all did because it was the start of everything and i really pitched it well to my parents as well you know always. did you yeah you know, i'm going just going off to a warehouse party and it doesn't shut till eight in the morning which is much better because it means i can get the first train home and i don't need to wander around the streets aimlessly and they thought that seemed like a good idea were you um Completely open with them about what you were. Well, well no, because I was I was a very good student. Right. Okay. And I believe, still believe, in different strokes for different folks. Okay. And I was exceptionally polite. And. But did you? I had a separate social life. 
But then you were telling them that you were going to a warehouse all night. Yeah, but they thought that I was going to a nice disco, which I guess I kind of was. But they weren't <laughs> curious to what went on at this disco. <laughs> I didn't ask you what. No, they were... It was, um, I only made myself laugh by calling a rave a disco, but uh, rave seems such a ridiculous word now as well. I um, no, they don't. Do you know what? I think that they just they didn't want to know. Okay, they weren't bothered about. No, what? they were extremely bothered, but they were also pragmatic people, mm. and they trusted me. Okay, you know they trusted me, and they were right to do so because I always came home promptly and punctually and well they're not interested in why maybe when you got home the next day you slept for 24 hours or yeah because I'd done all that exercise yeah all that dancing okay yeah <laughs> alright great okay cool so that song specifically yeah, for well, all that's, the... that's one that I remember as being irritating it was oh, mm. that was that's indicative of not such a good party but when you were when it was all starting that was quite a big that was a big song. That was a big. That was a big song. Yeah. Okay. Right. Like yeah. other annoying ones, like Firestarter. But that's that's more. That's just going to just be so relentless. Many Firestarter would be pretty damn relentless too. Yeah, it would be. And yeah. also, such beautiful music in the world, and being and stuck with that, with that record. So oh, okay. Really um, me down. <laughs> you're straddling somewhere between Irish organ music and uh, that Josh Winks. I think track. I would love. I would prefer the Irish organ music. So we'll give me the Josh Winks. Then, Josh Winks. Okay. That uh, Josh Winks. Higher state of consciousness, as yeah. we've discovered. Okay. And finally, the island is overrun by the biggest dick of all the animals. Which animal is it, and why? I really struggled with this one too. This okay. has been a big struggle, almost as hard as. Wow. Trying to get off an island. It has been difficult for you, hasn't <laughs> it? Because <laughs> <laughs> I would really hate to go away. I don't really like leaving London, to be totally honest. I don't know, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say that when I gig outside London all the time, but I just love being in town. Okay. I do like beaches, but you know, ones that I can easily get back to London from. Okay. <laughs> Margate. This is no hot ones. Oh, hot ones. I think okay. it's, it's just as quick to get to Alicante as Margate these days. But, um, You're right, yeah. So, yes, so a horrible animal. Well, obviously it'd be something like an alligator or a snake, but I think I'm going to go for that um, eyelash viper. Eyelash viper, okay. This is a really pretty snake and it comes in different colours. And it's not totally going to kill you, definitely. Right. Um, So you can just lose a leg, which would just be such a bitter experience. And I'm overusing the word bitter, but um, I can just see that I... I'm watching Breaking the Waves. The others are having a disco, listening to Josh Wink's Higher State of Consciousness. They've gone completely nuts off the pint of cider I refused to drink, and now I'm really regretting that. Yeah. And, and I, despite the misery of this film, it's over, and through my tear-stained eyes, I can just see see the flash of something really beautiful, and I think, oh, that's pretty, and then it bites me, and it's the eyelash viper, and doesn't hurt me enough to kill me instantaneously. First I lose a leg and listen to Marco Pierre White's son telling me that rich people just don't die, man, so he doesn't have to worry about this snake. Right, yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, bloody marvellous. And then I, I don't die until I've lost all faith that there was ever any point to having been there, just like Emily Watson. Okay, right, yeah. And then just as I die, Bear Grylls turns up and the other cunts <laughs> get to go home. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, so finally my life does play out like a film. Oh, oh yeah. The, the wrong one. When I could have just gone with my family and watched Three Men and a Baby on repeat for a month and had got a great tan. I'm so sad. Yeah. It would have been alive, though. Mm. Yeah, because I wouldn't have had the snake. I could have had something nice and edible. The eyelash viper. Yes, is, it so fam- is it a famous... Actually, 
It is. I just was trying to find out the name of the pretty yellow snake. Right, that's okay. what it's called. The eyelash viper. Yeah. And it lures and it's you not in actually, It's not actually aggressive. It normally oh. just eats mice and stuff. So I'm, I'm obviously really annoyed at it by like stomping around trying to get away from the Josh Winks or something. And I've, I've, I've hurt the, the viper. It's not even the viper's fault. The eyelash bit plays it down, but then it is followed by viper. Which it's makes... one of the world's most venomous snakes. Right, okay, fine. It just looks good. <laughs> like like many things that look good. It's quite cool, isn't it? It's so dangerous, but looks really good it's as well. It's really cute. Yeah. Oh, look at that. So pretty. Like ah. one of those at home. It's like that bloke that got eaten by his own python. Right, okay. Yeah. You ever hear about that? <laughs> yeah. He was, um, he was showing off to a date. And <laughs> he tipped too far into his own tank and his python ate him. I mean, what a date. That's great. One hell of an anecdote. Oh, poor man. It's actually very sad. That happened to a real person. Yeah. <laughs> I'm using the word sad almost as much as Trump. Sad. <laughs> sad, yeah. The eyelash viper. Wow. Imagine that. That would be so unfortunate, wouldn't it, to land on an island covered by the most venomous snake. Especially knowing that I put it there on your silly radio show. That yeah, would really annoy know, me. Oh, yeah. damn, this is all of my own making. Yeah. I could have just lied a little and actually worked out that we had a really nice time on this island. I think I took it too literally. No. Have I taken it too literally? Are your, are your other guests more upbeat? It's really up to you and it varies wildly. So, yeah, it's your I island. Fi- I figure that there are other things already on the island, like mosquitoes. That's an annoying noise, isn't it? Tanya, all I did... Mm. It's the fade in and the fade out that's so distressing about a mosquito, but I reckon they're already there getting me relentlessly. Mm. I, um, it's a bit like the Josh Wink song. <laughs> just, in the distance. Yeah, I'm just tripping out at this point for lack of food because yeah. I refuse to eat the burger either. And, and in the distance. And I think it's mosquitoes coming at me, but it's just Josh Winks on repeat. In the background. Wow, wow, we could totally make an album. Is that what you call a record? No, we could totally spin a tune here. We're mixing it up. I'm, I'm not sounding as hip, not sounding as hip as I am. Tanya, all I did was feed you a very thinly put together conceit, and you've <laughs> created everything else. I've created a massive catastrophe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Tanya, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you so much for having me. It's going to be so pleasant going home knowing that none of this is going to happen. I know. Yeah. Um, Tanya. If people want to hear more from you, where can they see you and where can they hear you? It's just at Tanya Edwards is my Twitter handle. At Tanya Edwards, is that the best way to find out about your shows? Yeah, or my website. But I like the idea of having some Twitter followers without actually having to tweet very much. So why don't you find me there? And yeah. then you can come see my show, which is called Not My Dog. Okay. And it's going to be, um, I'm going to be working on it until Edinburgh. And so you're going to do a run at Edinburgh? I am, yes. So if you're going to Edinburgh this summer, then... Keep an and eye. definitely come out and see it. But if you're staying in London, come and see it while I while I'm making it good. Yeah, and it might even be better because Tanya hates leaving London. So yeah, yeah. I'm in a really good mood, and you won't be in Scotland. So. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for having me. Thank you. <laughs> Is this thing on? So for the very first time, we've been sent an addendum to this week's podcast by Tanya Edwards, and she emailed me. And the title of the email says, "Afterthought, it's all clear now." 
So the body of the email says, Afterthought, obviously the trigger warnings person is a woman. They both cry whenever I say anything reasonable. The rest of the time they party and draw on each other. They fall madly in love and then my dead corpse sustains them while they wait for Bear, which is why he never finds my body. Of course, they ground up the bones a la Ronald McDonald and left no evidence. Watching Breaking the Waves makes them thoughtful, wise and grateful. By the time Bear rescues them, they're expecting their first child they all live happily ever after what a lovely afterthought (laughs) 